True confessions. Oh, I thought we were doing singing and then saying hi. We messed it up. I messed it up, you guys. I didn't do things in the right order. Welcome to the check and chat. We are your hosts, Mo and Liz. Hello. Hello. I just started doing that when I logged on to this session, and it's really weird. I'm sorry if it sounds really strange to you people, because it really might. It's like this, like, boy choir tonality that I just, yeah, it's really, I can't do it. You sound really awesome and creepy at the same time. <laughs> yeah oh that's nice yeah it's like the it ghost of, what did i say earlier like the ghost of morgan's past it is it yeah is that. It anyway is that. welcome What's to true confessions hat? welcome we're gonna talk about some true stuff in our lives and in the world and stuff yeah all right i'll stop creepily singing things now um today and all of our true confessions days which are going to be on true tuesdays is that right Ooh, yeah true yes. tuesdays true tuesdays we're just going to talk about stuff that's like been hitting home like us empaths over here like feeling things hard as they're happening in the world like we just got to process them out but we also realized that our full season one was basically that on overload and we don't want to overwhelm you guys so our other episodes that will be released on Fridays will have some of our interviews which is so exciting on feminist Fridays (laughs) oh I like that that was like kind of country and gruff and <laughs> yeah <laughs> i guess it was like that was like wrestlemania no that was like cross <laughs> fire oh you my god yes of course i remember that game <laughs> oh, off oh. to a good start lots of singing yeah this is, this is definitely something that we uh do when we haven't already pressed record a lot so this is what happens when we don't get to record with each other as often because we were like recording all the fucking time for our first season and then we were like we need a minute we need to restructure we need to figure it out and then we like missed each other and now now we we didn't we like haven't gotten to hear each other's voices for a while. I know, so it's just like I need to just make a lot of sounds at you. <laughs> <laughs> just ha ha. <laughs> That's oh my, my excitement. God. I'm, I'm really sorry. sorry, everyone. We shouldn't have started recording this. We should have like gotten this all out before we. <sighs> okay, <I just sighs> shaking it out, breath. getting loose. I took a deep breath, getting loose. You know, I just I really do need to warm myself up for things that get me all angry or whatever because you know sometimes when I like really clench it up and just like I feel my body all tense you know my yeah. voice doesn't resonate as much and then I also can get shaky in the voice and we don't want anyone listening to feel their ears hurting yeah <laughs> we're well, talking yeah. about this stuff yeah you also probably need to like just go ahead now and turn the volume down a little because we're <laughs> just a general note about all shows of ours <laughs> Well, what are we talking about today? So today, I really wanted to talk about how men just find it perfectly socially acceptable to shame and catcall women. And, you know, just like how it's even sometimes really hard to talk about that with like the good men in your lives because they believe that they're like not a part of it in any way and all of that stuff. So it's just, it's been on my mind. I've been talking to people about it, and then, I mean, I don't know who else has this experience, but pretty much anywhere that I walk around alone, especially, or with another female, 
I get catcalled or spoken to in some way, shape, or form. I don't know about you, but I do. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, in Oregon, it happens a whole lot less because I just think people are like, oh, hello. Like, I think there's just a different... <laughs> yeah, I just don't think people are really thinking about it. Like, it still happens, but not... I mean, in New Mexico, it happened a lot. It happened all, all day, every day. I mean, it didn't matter where you were we were walking to, where you were driving to, who you were with. It was just, it happened all the time. Constant. And constant for me in Chicago as well. Yeah. I live in Oakland now. It happens a fair amount. I mean, I have to say that it's maybe happened less in San Francisco, but I, I have to admit that that might be because... You know, I've been, like, downtown during, like, rush hour times. Like, people don't yeah. have time to stop and catcall you. They're trying to catch <laughs> right. the train. <laughs> They're thinking, like, I would say something really derogatory to that lady, but damn this train. Exactly. Exactly. If only I had one more minute. <laughs> that could be a musical. One more minute. <laughs> to catch the train. Or to catcall that woman. <laughs> Decisions. <laughs> Except that totally goes to like tradition. All right, never mind. Stop. Oh, Stop. Oh my god. Oh, Stop. it's just off the hook tonight. It's just, you know, why don't we start? I know that this is still going to be current when this airs. So, something that happened yesterday, unfortunately, in Manchester, um an explosion happened at the Ariana Grande concert and oh. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, of course, they're treating it as an act of terrorism right now. That hasn't exactly been confirmed, but there have been some interesting articles out there just kind of suggesting women as the target. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you think about it? Do you feel that that's pretty accurate? I think it has to be. I mean, I think it has like so many of these. It's really hard to know. Right. It's really hard to know whether or not um, like, for instance, the the, um, bombings in um, the subway in London, in the tube, right. um, if those were directed toward any particular person. But it, but if you look at, or any particular type of people, um, when you look at, like, um, uh, like the Oklahoma, uh, 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 the, the, uh, whoa, yeah. I just had, yeah. I just had, that's how, like, r- I'm crazy about this. That was All right, like I just like I had a, a stroke. Sessions bomb. <laughs> I I almost did. I'm not like I'm not even I'm not even thinking about Jeff Sessions, and he's still making me almost bomb. Um, <clears throat> now I'm thinking about him. God damn it! Now I'm now I can't stop thinking about him. Darn it! Um, darn! But um, like when you think of the Oklahoma City bombings, though they while while um, Timothy McVeigh was not necessarily directing that frustration toward any of the people, like the specific people who were inside that building. He was directing it at the government like so it, it had a face and then if you think of orlando that was very clearly an attack on 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 gays i mean wasn't it like it had to be yeah. like you don't go to a place where um had, like that is not heteronormative and and target those people there and not be trying to do that and i i feel like it's it's right. It's hard to know whether or not this this happened because there were just going to be a lot of people there and security perhaps was lax enough that they could get something in without too much of a of an issue or right. whether that like I mean like 100% of her audience is young women parents you know who are bringing their kids yeah it's like girls and their moms yeah yeah which is just so, but you're right. I mean, I think it was, I can't remember which article it was that I read that said this, but it was talking about how, of course, terrorism, I mean, it's called terrorism because you're you're trying to make people feel afraid in situations yeah. that they normally enjoy. So, like, very blatantly, like, yeah, there's a whole club of 
of gay people dancing and having a wonderful time and like feeling like they're in a safe space like there's girls you know at the ariana grande concert like trying to feel empowered for their feminism and their sexuality and their gender and you know an explosion happens you know so yeah if they confirm it's terrorism i mean i i I guess i'm not surprised you know given if you look at it like that (laughs) you know yeah that is who was at that concert so like why else target you could you could pick any other big ass concert if you want a whole mix of people right yeah i mean if you think of like um oh gosh now i can't remember the name was it the was it the front it was and i actually don't even remember where it was was it the the um french metal band was it a do you remember what i'm talking about the the shooting that happened there right yep I don't know if they were French, but I know it was a metal band. Yeah. I feel like it was in France because I feel like it happened, like, right after Charlie Hebdo. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But point being that, like, it's hard to know whether or not they were attacking that, like, specifically that audience or whether or not they were trying to, um, but, but it's, but, like, how could you not see it any other way? And that's when I, when I look at it, that's how it makes me feel. You know, it, make, well, it makes me feel that it was a, a specific targeting of, of specific groups of people. Right, especially because Ariana Grande, you know, a 23-year-old female who is known for, like, dressing pretty provocatively and singing empowering songs and, you know, I mean, sort of what she stands for. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't seem like it's an accident. And then, you know, tying it into our kind of theme for today in how you know, men shaming women or just thinking of them as inferior is so commonplace. Like, you know, this, I think, was it this? Yeah, it was a Slate article that we actually posted to the Facebook page. And one of the quotes from it, it is good. Um, It's called the bombing at a Manchester Ariana Grande show is an attack on girls and women. And, you know, they they cited a tweet that a male Boston-based journalist tweeted, and it said, says multiple confirmed fatalities at Manchester Arena. The last time I listened to Ariana Grande, I almost died too. And it's just like I mean what the seriously. Fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's just like, you know, already there were confirmed fatalities. It's like again, it's mostly teenage girls like now huddled in hotels like with their parents like waiting for safety, you know, I mean it's just it's insensitive anyway, but the fact that it's, like, again, like, just directed at women, like, oh, like, stupid idiots at an Ariana Grande concert, like, yeah, her music's so bad, like, like, it's, like, you really couldn't help yourself, <laughs> you couldn't help yourself, man. Well, and that's, like, okay, do I think, and this is gonna be a shitty example, but I'm gonna say it anyway, it's gonna make me look like a bad person, because sometimes I am, but <laughs> it, it's, like, me, did I think that I really wanted, um, did I want to be at Trump's inauguration? No. Did I think that the people who did want to be there were stupid idiots? Yeah. You know, but yeah. but if I was reading a post about how there were confirmed fatalities, that's never fucking funny. It's never funny. It's never it doesn't matter, you know, it doesn't matter why they were there. Right. And that you don't agree with why they were there or that you think it's stupid that like what they were there to see. Fatalities period are sad but in a public place where they should be safe to be you know to go about their business and enjoy their lives is very sad yeah especially kids (laughs) i mean uh yeah what the fuck is wrong with you man (laughs) 
So anyway, that is just shitty as shit, and I guess we'll have to see how it develops, but hopefully we'll just continue to see the amazing outpouring of women supporting other women that we've seen basically since the Trump era began. I mean, as much as our joke um, that we'll share with you on our first episode about our album title, um, Empaths (laughs) in uh, Trump's America, you know, I mean... (laughs) Oh my god, I really want to share it. <laughs> no, no, because then we already then we say it twice. Well, actually, I mean, yeah, you can share it. Whatever. Fine. Can I just do the sound? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can also just share it. That's fine. Just uh, share it. Okay. No, I won't share it. I won't share it. But I did I did <laughs> You I did dangled the carrot. I, I know, but now but I got so excited about it that now I forgot entirely what I was saying. This oh. is, so this is another part of true confessions <laughs> that I think like, <laughs> is definitely gonna happen a lot is like we go off on our like rambling tangents and I mostly say we but I mean myself I just like go on and on and on and then lose train of thought I mean I just talked about Trump's inauguration so I'm totally guilty yeah thanks for bringing that up (laughs) I know like let's all relive that moment not not oh my god so anyway um let's transition away from Ariana Grande but let's obviously put out positive vibes prayers whatever people need in the universe for everyone who passed or is injured or hurting or lost someone, etc. And keep going. Keep getting out there and supporting feminists. Keep getting out there and supporting art. We need that now more than ever. And we can't let um, anybody take that away from us because that's truly what makes us human is, is expression. Oh, and that was summing up my point, which was that since Trump's era started, we actually have seen so much empathy and it's primarily come from women Mm -hmm. (laughs) so isn't that great isn't that great so let's talk about catcalling yeah because I feel like that is a way that many women really feel like they see and hear men's shaming on a daily basis and it's just like especially in male-dominated environments it's just like pretty much seen as like completely socially acceptable Mm -hmm. wouldn't you say that's true yeah and actually can I share a story do you mind if I share a story yeah and so I had I had um meant this story happened on um, uh, the day of the women's march and you and I talked about it a long time ago and I forgot to share it and it's super clear to me now that it was meant to be that it was supposed to be a true confession oh um, but it never came up in one of our, of our other websites um, true confessions <laughs> um <laughs> Anyways, so um, I was sitting around after the march with uh, my husband and our friend, um, a couple of our friends, and we were all like sitting in this bar talking, and it was just so cool because we were sitting surrounded by all these other women, like listening to what everybody was saying, and, and it just was great. We were having like full conversations, and we get on the subject of catcalling, and I have no, I don't remember how at all. Um, but my friend's boyfriend was like, I have an honest question. And this is because I don't. And he was not, I will preface this by he was not trying to be a dick. He really, really had some questions and was absolutely not trying to, like, while what he said was, like, kind of weird, like, he was not in any way trying to be that way. So um, he's like, you know, for me, if I'm walking around and I look really good or I feel like I look good on a day, if, if a woman tells me I look really good or, or mentions, you know, that I look really great, it makes me feel good. And doesn't it make you, and then he like was, he didn't say this, but he was like, well, doesn't it kind of make you feel good? And I was like, no, because nobody ever walks by you and says, you look really smart or you really look like you got it going on today. Like you have it together. 
it's like great tits or, you know, I mean, like, it's never something like that shirt looks really nice on you because I've had people walk by and go, you know, that, that dress looks really nice on you. And I'm like, oh, thank you. You know, that is a nice thing to say. And there's a difference between that and, and shaming while trying to call attention while also hide behind your own like frigid masculinity and like or not frigid fragile masculinity also a bit sometimes frigid frigid. also frigid yeah that's I'm not really mad that I said that but anyway um and and I say though and he was like well yeah like I guess I guess I get it and I was like okay so let me let me like put it into more perspective for you for you, when a woman comes up to you to say to say things like that, even if they were com- like to come up and be like nice ass or whatever, there's not a physical threat to you at that point. When men come up to us or they shout it on the street or whatever, there is a physical threat that that person could potentially get out of the car and come get you, could come, you know, step a little bit closer and touch you, could do all these things, you know, where that there that really does make you feel like there's a major physical threat. And so I said, like, imagine you walking down, you know, in all those movies where they show people walking through the halls in prison and it's like the new guy in prison and he's like a small guy maybe or whatever and or he's the nice guy that shouldn't be in prison and they show, <laughs> That's you know, what you, it is. <laughs> you do, but do you know what I mean? It's like, yes. you know, and they, they hear, you hear like the clanging and they're like, we're going to get you boy. That like kind of thing that at the end, like everybody's jeering. And I was like, That's what it's like for us. We're the prisoner. You know, and you are the people who are yelling from inside. You're you're insulated inside your cell, yelling at us, but your words still get to us. It's like the perfect example. Well, and that's what he was like. Oh my god! And like, as soon as I said that, he was like, "I just I want to apologize for like everyone." He like stood up and was like, "I want to apologize for anybody who heard me just now because I now completely realize how ludicrous it sounds what I was trying to say." He was like, "That is like the most perfect analogy, and I will never ever do something like that ever again." Yeah, girl, that is Woo! So awesome. But that Boom. so that story like really like that er, and like how I described it in that moment because I I was so like blinded by the rage that he would even ask me something like that uh, after the women's march that <laughs> you know it's that so I was just true. like it's like are you fucking kidding me? This yeah, like time. <laughs> yeah, just like spouting that shit out and then as soon as it came out I was like, "Oh, I need to remember that because that's a really like it's an Ill, it's a like very illustrative way to describe, you know, exactly what it is that that happens to you and what it feels like, you it's know? Perfect. It's perfect. We need to like write a piece about that because that's just that should be shared to all men as the as an, a prime example. I mean, there's a million movie clips we could show totally. to represent it. I mean, that's just I love it. That's just so amazing. And this is also like so perfect for our opening season week entering into June and honoring some of our upcoming queens like Callie Burns, you know, because you bring up a good point with all of the catcalling too. It's like also not nice to receive a compliment, like a supposed compliment because it's like most of the time, if you even accept the compliment or however you respond or choose not to respond, like you are going to get harassed no matter what. Mm -hmm. And it's just, you know, I mean, so there's like no way you can win. And so I just love that example and this theme is very relevant (laughs) we need to do something about this I think too you know just that they they when 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 um the cat callers 
are like saying things like that, are yelling things. They don't I, like I, I they they feel so insulated from everything that we are not insulated, you know, from. So it's like they're in the car and they shout it driving by, but like words stick, you know. We remember that. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's like unavoidable. Yeah, you know, I was talking to my coworker today about catcalling because so she sits right next to me and we really like to chat it up and like just you know kind of get to know each other when we need breaks from grueling work at our desks and she's from spain um she met her husband who's from cincinnati when he lived in spain but now they live here together i know it is kind of cool they work together in spain and have this just great love story yada yada moved out here um for a job and so she works with me and she is pregnant right now with a girl yay I know. And so we were you know, we were also just talking <laughs> just about the horror of guys in general and just how annoying they are and like, you know, but then we were, you know, conversely talking about how excited she was to raise a girl and how much she's been thinking about, you know, everything that's been going on in our country and in the world, you know, uh, in regards to shaming women, putting down women, um, you know, just everything that we experience like as a as a minority and you know she was talking to me about how she felt like she was making a positive choice at least raising her daughter for part of the time in the U.S. because one thing she can say for certain is that there's like almost no cat calling here (laughs) I was like what what yeah yeah I was like what do you mean there's no cat calling here and she's like I almost never get cat called ever and it happens all of the time in Spain and I was like well I can't go anywhere without being yeah. cat called at least once and she was like what like she was shocked by this like completely shocked has she always lived in San Francisco because you just said like when yes. she's lived in the states okay because you said and it was I like- asked, that was like the first thing I asked her too I was like is this the only place in the U.S. you've lived and she said yes and she's only lived in San Francisco and Mountain View which have a lot I've- of wealth um, mm-hmm. But, I, you know, there is something to be said. We did talk about this, too. There is something to be said for the fact that, you know, like I said, I have been catcalled way less in San Francisco proper. And I guess, like, it just was a busy enough city place, like, hustling and bustling that I, I guess I never thought about it one way or another. So I can't remember a ton of times where it has happened. Right. Um, But I don't think it's never happened there. You know, but I live in Oakland, so obviously I'm there much more often and much more likely to be walking around because weekends are the only times that I have to walk around. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. So I did contemplate that, too. Maybe it's just, like, it's different in San Francisco and Mountain View. I mean, we are in California, which maybe has slightly different landscape for that. But then we we were really speculating over like you know how much does it make a difference that I'm white and blonde you know or oh, like conversely yeah. like you know she she was like well maybe I'm their type in Spain and you're their type here and so we would just have like reverse experiences depending on where we were wow. <laughs> and then I looked back to my experience being in Spain and I can't remember being particularly catcalled but I also was with just like a group of students you know so I don't know and it was a long time ago. <laughs> so. That's so interesting. I know. But I was like, well, I'm really happy to hear that you haven't had that experience here and that you feel safe here 
and that hopefully your daughter will have this like a similar experience but right. i can at least attest to the fact that it certainly exists here and she was <laughs> she was really surprised and she's lived here a while too like uh, several years so it was really interesting yeah i didn't know what to think about that but that it made me so want to ask other people in my life like not that i I'm by any means only have white blonde friends but it's just like I guess it is only kind of like my immediate friends, like we talk about it because it happens so often, but it's not like I interview people and ask them if it happens and what the frequency is. Well, right. And I think it's one of those things that it is, it is such a, a like ubiquitous occurrence for us that we almost don't talk about it like it's anything, like it's a true issue. Yeah. Because it happens, it's like, you know, how many times are you going to be like, oh, I got catcalled again to your friends? You know what I mean? Like, eventually, you just, you observe the situation, and then you, you know, like, decide whether or not you need to run or fight for your life or, like, get scared, you know, in that moment. And then you brush it off and go about your business. And, And I think it's just another way for the patriarchy to just remind you every day that you're somehow, you know, on a rung lower than the rung that they stand shouting at you from. Yeah. I mean, and, it is crazy to think about that, the fact that, yeah, it happens so frequently. I mean, I can't remember the last time I had a reaction to it in the sense of, like, telling my friends afterwards. Yeah, me either. I can remember being afraid. Like, I, I can remember, oh, sure. you know, even very recently times, ha- you know, things happening where it's like, oh, I'm afraid. But... But I don't, I don't really even remember, like, telling Stuart about it. Yeah, I know. It's just, like, it's almost like we've just accepted it as, like, part of life because it yeah. sort of is, which is kind of awful. <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, part of being a woman. I will give you some hope that I did find, um, which I thought was kind of cool, this art project that, like, the whole intent was to put men on the receiving end of catcalling. Like, similarly to your example, like, actually allowing men to step in our shoes and really experience what it's like. Yeah. Um, I think the the actual sh- art show is called This Is What It Feels Like. And basically, it's like you walk Ooh. through these, like, dimmed hallways to the sounds of men cat calling them like with varying levels of harassment objectification um you know and essentially this artist interviewed like a hundred plus women for the project so like all of the recorded cat calls are words that women have actually heard like you know things like can i come with you like do you have a boyfriend like just like anything and so just even the way that like you know i imagine like the walls were positioned and like the dimness of the hallways gives the same sort of feeling that you were trying to describe with like you know being in a hallway of like people who are protected by their bars like harassing you you know like a similar type experience so oh my god that sounds like a really interesting and like kind of terrifying installation like I know. Well, the good news, I think this showed in Sacramento, maybe, but it sounds like um, there are potentially plans to expand it to L.A., New York, and San Francisco, so that could be really, really cool. I just, you know, it just seems like more and more stuff is coming up like this, which I just has to, just to, like, you know, always go from, like, anger to the hopeful side. You know, there are many women out there trying to make this issue known and do something about it so at least that at least there's women out there that can help us like get out of the place of feeling like it's so the norm that we don't even talk about it you know yeah and I think I think like one of the most amazing things that is starting to and like kind of always has but but is is amplified in times of resistance 
um, is, is the kind of feminist art that comes out. You know, they're, we're not, we're not taking it and just like shutting up and walking down the hall anymore. It's like, no, we're going to build a hall and you get to walk down it and figure out what it fucking feels like to walk down the goddamn hall, you know? And it's like, Oh, I'm sorry. Are you sad? Are you scared? Do you feel violated? Welcome to Monday. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. You know, like on the way to work, not even on the way home yet. You know, speaking of walking down the hallways, do you like remember being catcalled like in high school and stuff? Oh yeah. Yeah, when like yeah. like boys were just figuring it out, isn't that weird? Oh, yeah. Like that, mm-hmm. I, that thought only just occurred to me because you mentioned hallways. Like I never thought about the fact that that's actually probably one of my first experiences. I mean, I grew up in Chicago, which is a bigger city, so it's not like it didn't happen pretty early on. And unfortunately, right. in my teenage years, but probably where I did experience it the most first was essentially with guys that I knew versus like strangers on the street. Hmm. That's weird. Yeah, I mean, it's really weird. And what's what's even weirder is that, like, where did they get that? Like, if there's when they're so young, you know, where where did they get that? Like, where where did it become? Where did they learn that that was an acceptable thing to do? And then they started like trying it out on people that they knew. Yeah, seriously. You know? It's like, d- does your dad do that? Is it just like observing like? older like teenage guys in their environment I mean it is so commonplace that I guess in theory you could sort of learn it from anywhere but like what the fuck where is where is that learned from yeah well and then and and then you as a teen or I mean like the 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 royal you you know like I as a teen (laughs) thought um Liz you I'm telling you what you think no um but I mean the I like I remember liking it at first well sure because it's like the first it was time attention. you get any attention yeah mm-hmm. exactly so it's sort of exciting and and it was always it was always like that i looked that something looked good there was something to somebody's liking you know yeah and yeah, that's true it was sort of it's like a mix between validation and not which is so horrible because it's sort of like makes it really hard like for the rest of your life to accept compliments because at least for me it's like well, which are the true compliments and which are just like the scary catcalling compliments, you know, like sort of in your survi- survival part of your brain, you know, it's yeah. like harder you know, to parse that. That's a really interesting point that you bring up because yes, I mean, it, it's, it has become extremely difficult to receive compliments from people I don't know. Um, yeah. Like people will say things to me at weddings all the time. It happens all the time because people, you know, dudes get drunk, they get, um, uh sentimental because somebody yep. you know what I mean because somebody got married that day and yada 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 and you know and most of the time they're just like drunk people like they're not trying to be crazy or you know they're not trying to make me feel uncomfortable but I'm first of all I'm sober as fuck so I already feel uncomfortable <laughs> but but it's and they could mean like I don't know. I mean, they've said everything for me. They're like, your hair looks really nice that way. And it's and they say it exactly like that. It's not like, hey, hey, right, hey, you. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not like that. And then I've also had the hey, you happen to a guy that I like sort of know throughout the wedding planning process. And then he gets too drunk on the day. And I like have had a, such a pleasant experience. I find myself being like, well, I don't think he, he I'm sure he didn't mean that. Yeah. Yeah. So you find yourself like yet again defending the your abusers and you also find yourself like pulling further inside yourself so that you you sort of are living in an alternate reality that's that is you're you're trying to insulate yourself. 
It's true. Um, and I also find myself like, like inadvertently trying to please these people as well, which is just like another, like almost the same or yeah. at least related to like, you know, defending your abuser, so to speak, you know, it's like they could like say a really inappropriate compliment to me in like a work setting or whatever. And at first I'm really bothered by it. And then I find myself later on, like going more out of my way for them, like than I would other people. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, that's like messed up. You know wow. what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, it, it all kind of connects with like how you know, there's just so many men reinforcing that, like, we're inferior, you know, that it's like, how do you, yeah, I mean, you have to have a lot of, like, really positive self-talk to not let that get you down, I guess, Mm -hmm. is the point of that. Yeah, well, and and you also have to have the tools to deal with it in the moment, because if you try to revisit it later on with how it affects you psychologically, the damage has been done. Um. You know, there's like in um, in one of our interview episodes, um, we with my very good friend Caitlin, we talk about and examine um, Jessica Valenti's work, Sex Object. And one of the things she says in it is like when people keep calling you, um, like when the people keep calling you like terrible things, when they keep calling you, I think she says the c word, but I don't want to say it. I don't like it. But like you know, if people keep calling you a bitch, they keep calling you something horrible. They keep you know, um, demeaning you, then when somebody gives you a real compliment or you feel like you did really well at something or you had a good day at work or whatever, that starts to feel like the fluke. Yeah. You know, like the good starts to feel like the fluke. And I think that's such a, I think that's exactly what it is where it's like, you know, when you're thought about it that way, but that's so true. I didn't either. When she, when, when I read that, I underlined it and I like, I like couldn't have folded the piece of like the page over enough. And I like wrote a note in the front and we talk about it actually for quite a while um, during that interview because it just, it just really, and I will never forget reading that and that impact because that it's exactly what it is. And, And that can be applied to, to any number of situations, but I think it definitely applies here because we're basically defenseless right like we're we're walking to work or we're going out with friends or we're doing something that has absolutely nothing to do with the patriarchy and you and you find a way to bring us all in you know bring like insert yourself into my universe and then you go on about your day because there is no threat to you but I carry that with me. And so eventually yeah, you kind of... Yeah, all freaking day. All the time. Yeah. Well, and even like forever sometimes. Because yeah. we still remember them. We still remember times when we were kids and when we were younger, or when we weren't prepared for, you know, things like that to ha- that happened to us. So you carry them forever. And, and eventually it's like you let so many people into your own universe that have their own opinions that your opinion of yourself gets shoved out. Yeah, true that. That's deep, man. <laughs> right? Like... What, what the dicks do we do? I don't know. How oh. like how do you how do you do positive self-talk for yourself or whatever? I usually have a response. I usually am like, "Oh yeah, okay." Or like, you know, like it makes me feel better to be like, "Oh yeah." Like yeah. to make a mockery of it in the moment and then my self-talk is just to keep to like start talking about something else to myself it's like all right well we're too busy for that shit we don't fucking have time for that shit like we're on our way to this thing or and maybe it's that like your response like matches how you want to feel about it and that's right. maybe the important thing right it's like you're you feel like oh, i'm better than that and i don't have i'm not going to waste my time like feeling shitty about it and that's like how you respond to them as well yeah you know? and and for me it's like you know um 
it's so much better for and like funnier to me to be able to be like yeah okay good one <laughs> right. and like mark that in the column like heard that before good one original or whatever you know yeah what about you how do you deal with it what's your self-talk like I honestly like I mean for catcalling in particular I honestly like go really back and forth I think it depends on my mood or like how many other things have happened in that day or even how many times I've been catcalled that day like yeah if I'm on a particularly long walk or like whatever and it happens multiple times I mean sometimes it's like when that's happened I start out by just completely ignoring it like sometimes I'll wear headphones but not actually be listening to anything so that I'm like aware but I do that all the time yeah I think a lot of women do I do that a lot so it's like in that sense I'm not gonna like tear out my headphones and, and pick a fight or anything with anyone but on the other hand if I'm already a short fuse or like I've already ignored several people and then I have a short fuse I'm much more likely to like respond in some way although I don't know I guess I found like when I'm with other women I feel much more safe to make it more of like the mockery joke you're talking about or even with Eric or like you know my my boyfriend or whoever Um, when I'm alone I mean I have to be really I'm really choosy about it like I really assess the full situation before doing it simply because I am scared that their response is going to be completely irrational and I've gotten some crazed responses from people before so it's like especially because I'm actually like very quick-witted and can usually embarrass them very quickly (laughs) so it's like which is like has like been a very empowering thing sometimes but on the other hand like if they're just going to be like a complete crazy person in response then it's ends up making me feel worse because it's like then I just like have to diffuse like a, a crazy person you know that's when sure. I have to like walk away and ignore them and then I'm like fuck like I engaged a crazy person you know what I mean like I should have just walked away <laughs> like so I don't know I guess it just really depends but I think a lot of it for me is like work that I have to do behind the scenes like not in the moment of catcalling and more just like you know like, like believing the people that I really love when they say nice things like I right. I, I did a talk at this women's networking group this weekend and they're really I mean, all about, you know, women empowerment and building women up. I mean, almost to like a nauseating extent, but like, <laughs> but you know, I'm a sarcastic person, so it's it's harder for me to drink the Kool-Aid, although these women yeah. really do make me feel absolutely fantastic. And so there's certainly something to be said for it. It was harder um, for you to lean in. It was harder for me to lean in, although, you know, by the end I was doing trust falls all over the damn place, so I don't know, it worked. <laughs> but, but the point is, I guess, is that, you know, they did say one they did do one hokey thing that worked because everyone was acknowledging it as hokey and kind of making a joke of it but still doing it is that you know anytime any one of us like shared a compliment to some like with someone you had to say thank you it's true you know and Aww. like no one I mean I never respond that way and I, I certainly ever I ever. like that though I know because there were just like a bunch of like strong badass women professionals in the room who are like first of all gifting like very generous compliments and then just having the practice like in a safe space like that to be like thanks like it is true you know yeah. I am like I am a fucking awesome speaker thank you for noticing you know what I right. mean like no totally so I just you know I think uh, things like that are more 
ignore the things that are, I guess, the important work for me personally, just because that's what helps me believe that the, you know, like you said, like that the, the fluke is true, that the compliments are actually the true thing. And that's what gives me more strength in those moments to deflect that it is idiocy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's just sort of an ongoing process, but hopefully just the more awareness we can all continue to bring to it. I mean, there are lots and lots of men out there who, like that guy in the bar, want to actually be a good guy. And so if they understand and can actually step into our shoes, then I think maybe we can get somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. I I mean, maybe. And I think, too, like, trying as hard as we can as women to not only, like, have a response in that moment that's genuine and authentic to ourselves but also one that protects us like I'm I'm a person who will say like and then I'll be like that was stupid I'm alone out here or do you know what I mean like yeah that was stupid it's dark and I'm fucking by myself and I'll turn like some days I'm like fuck you or whatever like I like want to get crazy and like (laughs) want to throw my hands up in the air and be like you're a dick or whatever but like that dude could shoot me or that dude right. could hurt me. And at the end of the day, me yelling, you're a dick is exactly what he wants. He wants me to get upset. He wants me to, to get a rise out of me. You know, he, he thinks like that's what he, what gets him off is pissing me off. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, cause when you don't, one of my, one of the things that I'm going to share this, cause one of the, one of the phrases that um, my, my two of my best friends use with each other and now we use it all the time um, I actually don't remember exactly how they um, came up with it, so I'm not going to share that part because I don't remember. But they um, they say it's not theirs all the time. And when it has to do with, like, you know, somebody um, somebody commented on... Um, so my friend um, is a sommelier in L.A., and she, you know, always looks fucking fantastic. She always, like, dresses to the nine. She's gorgeous. And like, and takes a lot of pride in her appearance because she likes to do that. That makes her feel good. She likes doing that. She always has, you know. And her style, her personal style, is like a like direct extension of herself. And she was at work, and one of the people who were, were was there um, wrote this really nasty Yelp review about how they thought she like looked really trashy. Um, or something in whatever she was wearing. What the fuck? Yeah. And so she wore that back to work because she was like, well, I can't ever wear that again. And we were like, fuck that. You can wear whatever the fuck you want. You know, like we were having a whole, you know, conversation about it. Yeah. And, uh, and like, you know, so she wore, you know, wore that back to work and posted a picture of herself on Facebook and was like, hey, wore this back to work or whatever. Um, and was like expressing how good that that made her feel. And uh, our response was like, yeah, it's not theirs. And so that's something that like we have to keep in mind, right? Like, they can say whatever they want, but it's not theirs. Everything that belongs to us and is part of us is not theirs. And they hate it that it's not not theirs. Ha! Like, one Ooh. of my very good friends said that about something else, another conversation on Facebook. She was like, it's not theirs and they hate it. That's so true. It's so true. And that's what it all boils down to is it's not theirs and they hate it. So let's stomp on them. Dude. You know? Anyway, I just thought that was worth sharing. I mean, yeah, I'm, like, actually speechless. I, like, want to get yet another tattoo or, like, something. You know, it's, like, sort of, like, the perfect close to everything we've been talking about tonight. You know, it's, like, I just love it. It's not theirs. It goes with the prison imagery. It's, like... Oh, my God. That's really powerful. I think that's really awesome. So keep in mind, you guys, it's not theirs. It's yours. It's yours. 
It's ours. It's ours. Oh my god! Let's all get tattoos. Let's I know. Tattoos I know. They're to- they're totally going to. They're totally getting it. It's not theirs. And I was like, all right. So like, when do I get that? Like, god I want- damn it! Should can I, get I it- have it too? Should I get it next to Nevertheless? God damn it! Like, are we gonna do that? We should. Are we gonna do that? I really want to do that when I'm when I come see you. Let's do it. Okay, because if Francis you if you said. don't want yours, that's also fine. Because I'm gonna. I want persist really bad. Let's do it, girl. All right, we're going to do it. And we're then we're going to Instagram it whenever I fucking remember to make an Instagram we're gonna account for that. us. <laughs> we're going to pin We're going to pen it. We're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pen it. I'm going to create a pen and I'm going to pen it. I'm going to make a bard and then I'm going to make a pen and I'm going to pen it to the bard. I'm going to pen it to the bard like on four different boards in case I forget it's on one board and I'm going to make more than one board. It's going to be on the puppy board and the style board and the food board. Okay. Anyway. Okay. We have to anyway, stop. We have to, bu- everybody, done. we have to leave because this is getting weird now. <laughs> it's good. It's, well, it's really just been weird most of the time, but that's know, true. I feel yeah, like I know. we had some good combos. We were truthful yeah. in our confessions. I'm loving that this is the kickoff to our second season, which I can't Me believe too. we're already doing. I know. Um, I can't believe we like still want to do this. Like I can but like isn't that cool isn't that cool cool that we were like hey we had this like really weird idea like in the middle of the night like four months ago and then we just decided that we were going to do it and we really kept doing it and we don't hate each other yet no oh my god I just I love you more and more every day girl you too oh (laughs) girl power wait now everything is sister 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 all right i guess i'm just gonna have to go watch some sister sister yeah you guys definitely tune in friday june 2nd for our first interview episode and then again on tuesday nights for our true confession yes and follow us on facebook and twitter at chugging chat with an n and uh, be active on there. Like, talk to us about things. Send us messages. Send us emails. Let us know. Um, Mo at Chug and Chat. Chug and Chat Podcast? No. Yeah. Chug and Chat Podcast.com. Chug and Chat.com. Sorry. Mo at Chug and Chat.com. And Liz <laughs> at Chug and Chat.com. And also Chug and Chat at Gmail.com. Um, and then get also at us, go guys. to chugandchat.com and subscribe to our blog. Oh, yeah, do. Yeah, and comment and read that shit. And, you know, do that. <laughs> do that. Okay, bye. Bye.